Sportswear Style Podcast. My name is Pete Brooker and today I'm going to be speaking to one of the co-founders of the resort co, Joachim Blom. And uh, I'm going to peel a little information from the website here, which you can find, by the way, at theresortco.com. The Resort Co. was founded in 2018 with the mission to craft the perfect vacation wardrobe with a focus on high quality, slow production and usage of the best and most sustainable materials. The arts and principles and high quality mindset permeates the brand, inspired by Scandinavian aesthetics and the notion of a never ending summer. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> the idea is to design sustainable resort wear that lasts season after season. We handpick, as in they handpick the best materials and producers in Europe for every product. Okay, uh, so really taken by this brand. Loved all of the polos on the site. The sunglasses look terrific. And we get into some flip-flop talk and and what makes a great flip-flop and why all of the flip-flops are pretty terrible uh here is Joachim Blom now to talk about the Resort Co in his own words yeah so um as you said I'm a co-founder of the Resort Co uh, which is an international lifestyle brand in the resort wear sort of vacation weekend wear category and uh, we develop uh, updated versions of the timeless menswear shoes and clothing in a low impact way um, for you to enjoy when uh, you know you're uh, having the best times in your life and I, I think the the company we so me and Nicholas originally founded the company we did not come from fashion at all uh, so Nicholas had has a background in management consulting and telco, telco and myself as well in consulting and uh, you know financial technology and uh, I think the company sprung out of our desire to uh, <laughs> have more vacation, be more in tropical destinations, uh, do some, you know, create something uh, that was different from what we were doing, uh, and, and do something creative. Okay, awesome. And so, what, if any, were there any transferable skills from from your days in, in consulting to what we see now before us? I yeah, I think so. I think. Uh, I think we, we're, you know, we're a company that we, we have never like, uh, you know, packed a single box of, of shoes or clothing or so on, which I think most e-commerce stores do when they launch. But like we had a very, uh, you know, properly designed operating model from the start. I think, uh, you know, we've, um, we've been very uh, aware of uh, financial modeling and so on, of course. And, uh, in terms of our um, go-to-market strategy, uh, we've certainly have been very experienced in how to, uh, you know, develop a, the sort of wholesale sales channel. How do you develop uh, trust and credibility and relationships with people? Um, so yeah, I, I think it's helped. Well, it looks great. I mean, so you you guys started. Uh, 2018, yeah, launched around 2018, yeah, and you have like you got sunglasses, you got polos, and you also have some women's wear as well, um, and some and some shoe wear, spadrilles. It, it looks like a very streamlined collection, but also quite a desirable and well thought out collection. Uh, did you start start with any particular line first, or did you have all of the lines going at the same time? Uh, no, no, we did, we did start with flip flops, all. Th- things so ah, okay <laughs> so we uh, me and nicholas started a company you know in parallel of like being employed and um we i don't know it, it suddenly dawned on us that there are no nice flip-flops at all 
they, you know, they all look horrible. They're sort of plastic or rubber. And the ones that yeah, yeah. came from design houses and were expensive, you know, they were, you know, often adored with like chains or something to motivate a high price point <laughs> and not that desirable. So, but we were, we were, we were down in Italy by uh, sort of like by Lake Como. And, you know, everything was kind of looking nice, but it was a heat wave. We were dressed nice, except for like actually wearing rubber flip-flops. So we thought somebody has to do something about this. And we went, uh, we took the car, drove down south to Tuscany, found a factory and started, you know, to develop uh, handmade flip-flops in Tuscany from, uh, you know, high-end leathers sourced in Santa Croce, the leather region in, in, in Tuscany. And uh, yeah, they're handmade by, uh, by you know, artisan shoemakers <laughs> in Italy. And so that's how the brand, that's right. how the brand started. And then, uh, uh, you know, we, we all along knew that we wanted to cr- build, you know, a, you know, a more full, fully fledged uh, resort wear lifestyle brand. So we, we have launched swimwear, espadrilles, as you said, and, um, and, and ventured into clothing with polos and, and sunglasses as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I love, uh, so yeah, I've just on the website now, which people can find, by the way, the resortco.com. And I'm like, uh, well, I'm with you with regards to flip-flops. I, I want to wear them because it can be, you know, really hot and uncomfortable wearing boat shoes or just simple trainers, even with ankle socks in hot weather. So you want a resort, pardon the pun, to flip-flops and get some air going. But having those bits of plastic all those bits of rubber that are the main focal grip between your toes can just get so grating after a couple of kilometers. So what is the difference? Is it that these are made of leather and is it a softer leather? Is that the secret? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, um, it's just better materials and uh, they look um, a lot nicer when you wear them because you see, I mean, it's like nice suede or Safiano leather that you see instead of rubber. And then instead of, like a simple rubber sole, uh, the the actual insole and outsole is ma- made of the same type of uh, material that you make uh, sports shoes of. So they're really comfortable to walk in as well. And and from a sustainability perspective, they also last you a whole lot longer. Uh, so you can like th- these like you can wear them for many many seasons. Nice. Well, it looks great. I encourage everyone to check these out and some nice ranges of colors as well that you can go in and websites very easy to use like it um Joachim, tell me a little bit about the the starting steps how did you raise the capital to get this going was it something you, you and your your nicholas invested in personally yeah we're uh, entirely self-funded still so <laughs> <That's Right>. a, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fun <laughs> was it ever were you ever tempted to do like crowdfunding or like investment rounds or anything like that um no um we i mean we um we didn't require uh, a lot of starting capital not, not definitely not more than we could afford to invest ourselves and it's you know over the years obviously it's uh, it's a bit of a strain on the personal economy to build to build a, a you know a lifestyle brand and, uh, but, you know, we manage and, um, we, uh, I think for the next step in, in uh, of the brand, we might need to, uh, you know, raise some capital, but we'll see. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and so how does it work with, say, like these factories in Tuscany? Do you have to put minimum orders in and then are you sitting on these or are they kind of buy to order, made to order, as it were? Yeah, no, the, the, that's the way with all the factories that we work with, that you you place an order and generally you pay a certain percentage when you place the order and then you pay the rest for them to, uh, when they're done, and for them to ship them to you. So, yeah, you have to... Um, right, okay. <laughs> well that works money. out so you're not sitting on loads and loads of stock each season All right okay that yeah but i think i think it helps that we i mean we try to develop like timeless products that can live season to season so uh mm. if we i mean we invest in an inventory and we don't sell it all we can sell it next year instead so we don't have to like, yeah. put on a big sale or you know, so on yeah, no, that makes sense. And what about your own personal inspiration, Joachim? So what were you kind of wearing going into this before you launched the brand, your own personal style, maybe some inspirations you've taken, say, from movies, iconic actors? What is your background in terms of uh, inspiration to start this? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think my, uh, my personal style was sort of, uh, you know, classic in a way, inspired by classic Italian and, and British fashion. I, uh, at the time when we started the company, we were both, uh, you know, uh, wearing suits <laughs> every day of the week. Yeah. And I think that was, that was part of, you know, uh, why we decided to, uh, to launch vacation wear that we, you know, that we got tired doing that, I guess. Um, but anyway, basically we designed, you know, the products that we want to wear. So I'd say that the inspiration comes from every part of life. So yeah, it's like it is movies, it is blogs and uh, mm. Instagram accounts, but it's like from journeys and memories, and like it's just it's our vision of how we think that you should wear, you know, how you should dress in your leisure time, <laughs> and, nice. and we we look at classics and then we try to update them, and either you know update them with new uh, you know patterns and so on. But, or just uh, sort of raise the bar in terms of quality or comfort. So if you look at our espadrilles, for instance, like we have a we have a sort of classic uh, suede espadrille, but the insole is it's is made from a microfiber sole with dampening, so it actually wicks away all the moist and it's uh, it's cool and very comfortable, so you can wear it all day long. Instead of you know standing on sort of a coarse rope sole that will be slightly uncomfortable in the beginning, that will be sort of comfortable, but like you don't want to walk around in it for, for too long. And so they're, they're way more um, comfortable than any any uh, espadrillas you've ever tried. I assure you that. Nice. And we also um, we also did our own take <laughs> on the on the on the espadrille by uh, sort of fusing that espadrille with a, a belgian loafer sort of inspired espadrille uh -huh. so it has that um, sort of belgian loafer apron on it which um, yeah right. became uh, came up very nice yeah 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 i'm looking at them now they're very nice with the kind of like leather trim that goes around the top apron around the back and and so who's who's designing these? I mean, sorry, let me take that back one. How long has it taken you guys to put this together in terms of researching those 
inner souls and researching all the kind of bits and bobs that you wanted to put in here is it is it quite the process to get something like this off the ground it is yeah <laughs> so i think uh like our our first like flip-flops the, the product that we have now it's and, it, and it's not the first iterate you know iterations either it's uh but it's you know it, it took um like a year and a half before we had the product that we launched and then we iterated on that and the espadrillas um uh, more than a year maybe a year and a half there as well uh swim shorts wow. roughly a year as well so we have quite long uh i think development uh, cycles because once you decide what you want to do you need to find factories that are skilled enough to do it and then you need to find the best materials and then you need to develop samples and iterate on those samples and you know iterate again and then you need to wear them yourself to make sure that you know the quality is great and that they actually fit and work the way that you have imagined them and then usually you fix something so <laughs> it takes a while and uh, i think having the strategy of developing like we, so our strategies we want to develop the perfect swim shorts the perfect espadrillas the perfect flip-flops and if you have that strategy it will take a while but then you can keep that item in inventory for years to come so it makes sense and if you know yeah. if something happens you can just iterate on it a bit I love these swim shorts love the seersucker ones that you got going on here I'm wearing them now these look like uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. well there's no need for that in the uk right at the minute we've got another flash flood on the way so <laughs> unless i might be swimming in them outside in my garden but the uh yeah the swim shorts and i just think there's some great choices with the colors as well like all these kind of rustic oh. colors that you can get with the patterns they look fantastic mate congratulations it must have been great when they first arrived and you had them in your hand for the first time that they were literally more palpable and it was it was a thing that you created rather than something that has you know like an illusion after a year that you never thought was going to happen no it is so good and it's um i mean particularly once you have the finalized product and you see how because i mean it's all when you i mean classic sort of menswear any menswear that is sort of classic it's uh you know a huge part of it is in the materials and to actually see the materials yeah. in, in its final shape. So we are very happy with the materials that we've uh, chosen uh, for the swim shorts. And they, uh, we use um, recycled materials as well. So they're, they're different from, uh, from the different from seersucker versus the others, for instance. But we use uh, sequel fabric, for instance, that come from recycled ocean plastics that are collected from the Mediterranean. And... Um, Every detail of the swim shorts have been like really, we've really focused on it. So the side adjusters, they're made in a small Italian atelier. And uh, then like the buttons are made of mother of pearl. And um, even nice. a, the, what is it called? Sort of the, the net on the inside. Like we've tried. So the mesh. The mesh. Yeah, yeah, the swim mesh. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you know how sometimes when you're on the beach chair and you, that mesh starts to wear on you. So that's that's uh -huh. not happening in our swim shorts. This is another type of mesh. It's the most comfortable mesh. I'm, I'm saying the most comfortable again. But you know, you're you're on vacation, so comfort comfort is uh, is important. It's you know, and uh, we put a lot of focus in, into selecting that mesh as well. Yeah, 
I, so I'm learning about sea quail now. Yeah. Uh, you'll have to forgive me. It's something that's quite new to me. Obviously, I've learned of, I'm familiar with upcycled products and, uh, and, and plastics, but not the actual definition of the name. So is this more expensive to come up by? Is this, is this something that you kind of have to factor in with price and, and exclusivity? Um, is it harder to come by also? Is it harder to actually source? It's, I mean, it's absolutely more of an effort to go for uh, you know, sustainable materials. It's a deliberate choice that, you know, uh, that uh, takes a lot of work. But I think um, as demand for those type of fabrics and products are increasing, they're becoming more easy to source and, and so on. So, um, yeah. Mm. I don't know if that, <laughs> that answers your question. No, no. Is, for us, it's, like, it's, uh, it, it's really at the core of what we want the brand to be. We want to be a sustainable, low-impact brand, both in terms of uh, you know, em- environmental impact but also social impact. And uh, we want that to be, we want all our products to be developed in that way and all the factories that we, that we choose. Um, and I think in the sort of next step of the brand, we're also looking at how we can use the communication platform that we have as a brand to highlight these questions even further. But that's, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see later on. Oh, good. No, <laughs> I'm just wondering why there's not more brands using these kind of fabrics for their products if I, it's accessible and it's and it's not you know astronomical yeah. in price to include. Why aren't more brands, higher name brands, applying this fabric in their products? So, um, but I guess that's a question for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, what's uh, maybe you can just hint at, at towards what's next for you, Joachim? Are you looking at bricks and mortar at all uh, you spoke to me offline about the festival coming up in copenhagen maybe you can talk about that a little bit. oh yeah the man i'm so i'm so much looking forward to that so it's uh um, i think it's the 10th to the 13th of august uh, uh, actually the copenhagen uh, uh, industry uh, event uh, revolver is happening so we're exhibiting there and I'm, you know, real with a four-week-old and a three-year-old home, uh, you know, I don't go out to restaurants much, and I don't see, you know, uh-huh. it, it will be really good to go go there with my, you know, with my co-founders and friends, and and uh, yeah, hang out and, and do some business. But um, to what you said about what's like coming in the future for us uh, as a brand, uh, we are right now trans- transitioning into something much bigger. And we, I mean, we're currently in the sales window for SS22. And so mm. I can tell you that with somewhat, you know, some confidence <laughs> that, that we'll, we'll be a, a much bigger brand next year with representation at, um, you know, some tier one wholesalers that have decided to, uh, you know, pick us in their curation. So we're very happy for that. And um, we're also... Uh, going into next season with some interesting uh, collabs and uh, we do plan to make a bigger mark in sustainable clothing and um, yeah have some i think exciting stuff uh, there and we're also expanding our product range a lot uh so uh, i mean we just ventured into clothing for the first time for the season and for next season we're having we're coming in with a 
sort of full range with you know t-shirts and, and linen pants linen shirts over shirts so big bet on linen which is actually really uh it's the most we think sustainable natural fiber um and um yeah, we, we're launching Terry products, and um, yeah, it's it's a, a big change for the for the brand next year. <laughs> uh, it sounds like to me you're about to be bought out by Chanel for fifty million, and you'll have a James Bond heritage collection on the books this time next year. Uh, uh, that sounds <laughs> uh, sounds like too way you know too low a price, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? Oh, sorry, I left off a zero. <laughs> <laughs> the brand looks great yeah sorry what were you gonna say um i don't know <laughs> i don't know but uh, i think well well the uh the the pictures look great the lifestyle imagery looks terrific the website's also really easy to navigate around <laughs> So can you can you imagine that uh, those pictures, the lifestyle pictures we have on the site? So like a small, small amount of them are from like Mexico, but most of them, sort of sort of the main videos, the, the sort of main lifestyle pictures are from beaches in southern Sweden. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> you wouldn't think, but okay, that's like, a... southern Sweden actually has like perfect beaches. Wow! My God, that looks like. Uh... Yeah, that looks like that could just be on the south coast of Florida right there with um, with those sort of beaches. Yeah, so uh, keep keeping the cost down, just doing a short jaunt over to the beaches of Sweden. Yeah. That looks very exotic. Yeah, I, I, we do look forward to being able to like shoot on St. Bart's, but that was not like <laughs> an option this year. And you know, both, uh, you know, on account of the pandemic, but also like three of us uh, having, you know, uh, babies at home. Jogi, what is the relationship with the co-founders then? Um, like how often do you speak to Nicholas? Is he like the silent partner and you have to be the, the ambassador or, or do you both chip in with this sort of stuff? Uh, no, no, no. We're, I mean, we, uh, we, 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 pull, we all pull the same weight. So me and Nicholas um, founded a company. We, uh, we've known each other for a long time since uh, we got to know each other at the Royal Institute of Technology here in Stockholm in uh, you know, uh-huh. 2000 and something. And, uh, and then we were, um, we brought on a call from Waschenfeld as a co-founder last year. And we got to know Carl. He was a COO and partner at Potrickson PR, which was the, it's the leading fashion PR agency in Sweden, in Scandinavia, really. And so he joined us uh, last summer. But we, I mean, we're you know, a bunch of friends, essentially. And um, our... Uh, uh, sales director Matthias, uh, that joined the company quite recently as well. Uh, like we're all just a bunch of friends, like having fun. Oh, nice. Sounds like a good company to work for. Well, uh, I love the name as well. I think yeah, it's a really cool name for a brand, <laughs> especially like a, an aspirational lifestyle brand. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, who came up with the name? I did, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> You know, as with most things in life that turn out well for me, it was thanks to my wife. And uh, it was actually on that same trip to Italy where we were by Lake Como. And we were, you know, I think if that, that was before kids. And we were a few bottles of uh, 
Barolo in and uh, trying to figure out the name. It was not it was not the first name we tried, uh, but but then like uh, Savannah told me to like like you should like your name should be what you are like and like we're doing resort first, you know, the resort company, and it, it kind of has that. <laughs> cocky the band kind of feeling i think yeah. <laughs> so. yeah yeah i guess it is it's like the yeah. band being the 70s kind of uh you know folk folk band that they were called themselves a band yeah many, there are many bands yeah. but there's only a nice. c band one d band <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's uh, same way same way here you know did you um in lake como did you manage to get to go to any locations like um what you got there? You got the James Bond location, the the Villa Balbianello, I think it is, where they filmed Casino Royale, and they did uh, Star Wars there as well, didn't they? But they did they did Star Wars there? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that the Sith, the the third one, and um, so Return of the Sith or something like that. Oh, okay. I think I, I think yeah, with you, Owen McGregor. Yeah, no, I'd recommend everybody to like take a tour on the lake. So we like, and like you can take the, you can take a tour on the lake in one of the you know really nice river boats. <laughs> we we didn't we we took a tour on the lake in sort of this houseboat. So, so you sit on the roof and there was this Italian couple that served food and natural wine that they made. We went swimming in the lake and they showed us. They were from the area, so they showed us their sort of hidden gems, and uh, yeah, that very very good. Um, I guess, I guess the captain got a little bit drunk at the end, but you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if, you know, if you're concerned about that, you know, don't choose another company, but otherwise, you know, they're, they're a great company <laughs> to have. <laughs> nice. No, I've got a bit of time for that. Well, like, yeah. you know, you're, you're not going across the English channel. You're only going from one side of the lake to the other and True. a few nooks and crannies <laughs> in between. And uh, I can't imagine he's doing anything more than 15 knots on that thing. So, you know, I'll forgive him. Um, I digress. Joking, thanks so much for coming on and uh, talking about the Resort Co. Um, looking forward to all the new additions that you're going to be adding in the next year or so. And uh, I hope to stay in touch. Thank you. It's, uh, you know, it's been a pleasure. And I'm looking forward to uh, tell you what's happened in a year or something like that. Uh, Wonderful, yeah, and uh, enjoy Copenhagen. Will do. Enjoy your time off. <laughs> All right, mate. Yeah, thank you. Great talking to you. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Take man. care, mate. Have a good night. Cheers. Bye. Joachim Blom there. Thank you, Joachim, and I'm sorry if I've murdered your name. <laughs> you did tell me how to pronounce it before we turned the bikes on, and uh, I did my best. Anywho, theresortco.com, the place to go to check out all those wonderful products. Thank you all for listening. And if you want to become a guest on the show, then why not email us here, info at menswearstyle.co.uk. Check out the website. That's where we'll put all the show notes and all the links to uh, Joachim's site. And that will be found at menswearstyle.co.uk. Why don't you follow us on the social at menswearstyle? Because then you'll stay updated when we post new blogs new podcasts etc in the meantime thank you for listening and uh, i'll catch you on the next one